Did you know that the average podcast lasts how many episodes? Take a guess. Uh, four. Seven. Before everybody quits. What? Really? Seven. Yeah. Seven. So you know what we're well, on? Well, that's because, so that's, is that an amalgamation? Like, is that, like, four podcasts had a thousand episodes and 1,000 podcasts had one episode? Um, yeah, you're really putting me on the spot. Or is, is it, when I, I guess what I'm asking here, is it the median or the mode? Because the mode uh, accounts for outliers. The mode? What's the mode? The mode. The mode is where you put all the numbers, like in a in a row, and then like the middle. No, that's the median. No, the median is the average. No, they would call it the average. No, the median is the average. Median and average are the same thing. No. I, don't I know. won the apple. You're making me. I, I know you're. You're making me doubt myself. Uh, that's because you're Look wrong. It up. You should doubt Look yourself. Look it up. We'll, we'll see who has the last laugh. Denoting or relating to a value or quantity lying at the midpoint or of a frequency distribution of observation. All right. Well, what's the mode? You just made that word up. Oh, median and mode. Okay, the mode. The, the value that appears most frequently. Ah, see, that's what I'm saying. No, you said no. No, median is like average and the mode is like you put them all up. Median is not average. Median is the middle. Yeah, which is the average is the middle. The average is not... <laughs> I hate you. The average <laughs> is not the middle. It's the kind average, of the middle. The average can be it's the middle. It's kind of the middle. Well, if that's my just, point. If you had just two numbers, the average would be the middle. Well, the, the average is more like the median. And the mode takes out the outliers. So, like, if the mode, right, if there are 1,000 fours, then four, but only, like, four 1,000s, then they would basically take out the 1,000s. Because four, you said there are more fours. I was just trying to establish that we beat. Woo! We're in the upper echelon. We're past our seventh episode. At this point, there's most, no stopping us. Most couples who get a pod or who start a podcast get divorced <laughs> <laughs> partway through the podcast. That's <laughs> that's stupid. We started a podcast and it really brought up some stuff in our relationship. Today is a special episode. How so? <laughs> no, no one told me. I'm about to undergo an experiment. I'm oh, about to, I'm about to drink something from my youth. Okay, yeah, I know. It was my idea. Well, why don't you tell, from your point of view, the story of how it came to be that it's I'm not about good... to drink what I'm going to drink. <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, do you want to reveal what it is first? I am about to drink what it is. All Sport. All Sport. I don't know. I All had... Sport was the Pepsi company's answer to Gatorade. <laughs> In the? In the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. Is All Sport still around? All Sport is not still around. Well, maybe it is. Okay, well, hold on. We're getting ahead of... I don't know. We get ahead of ourselves. Let's start with the fact that being uh, the excellent wife that I am, I keep keep my ears open throughout the year, (laughs) right? See what what kind of things I can get for my husband for uh, holidays. And so uh, we... (laughs) 
we do uh, advent calendar gifts for each other. <laughs> or was that in your stocking? I can't remember. I don't it was know. One but of those. We do. We one have. We have an advent, an advent calendar, calendar treat for, or uh, in your stock. Right, but we uh, we we buy an advent calendar and it has the days before Christmas and we trade off. So on the odd numbered days, I yeah. leave you a gift and the even numbers. Well, it's like not gift do. gift. It's not it's like a small we're, gift. We're all sounds like we're swimming in gifts. It's like a Hershey it's kiss. A, yeah, it's usually a treat, but every once in a while, it's a kind of a bigger treat. So. I, you had said something about like, oh man, I wonder what all sport tastes like, or I wonder if all sport is still good or something. But you were reminiscing one day and I made a mental note and then I went on eBay and I found sugar-free all sport. Ah, so this is not actual all sport. This well, is sugar-free. Sugar free, so it might taste slightly different. It might, but it's probably this a similar similar taste okay and you got it in powder so form i got it well yeah that's what i could find i thought it would be from the 1990s mm-hmm. but when we just now as you were mixing it up we looked at the it only expired the this past yeah. january it only expired in january so either all sport is still in business or they went out of business within the last five years the sugar-free option didn't take off maybe i don't know so if you're listening mom i'm about to drink <laughs> Don't all sport that expired six months ago. Powdered all sport. Mm. It didn't expire. It was a best by date. Oh, it's, it was best by January yeah. and good until. It's not best. It's not at its best. Okay, so it actually looks pretty good. I didn't. What's I didn't flavor? expect Fruit for punch? it to. I don't know. Didn't you pay attention? Yeah, you said you said the flavor. Okay, here's the I big taste. I found a flavor specifically taste. that you said you wanted. I'm tasting okay. it. Go ahead. Is it the is it the taste you remember? That's think, the first question. Is it the taste I you remember? I think it about is. Okay, but wait, wait. I want to taste it. This needs more water. It's so sugary. <laughs> well, that's just how it, we measured it out. I know, but that's funny. No, that brings. I think me as a as a kid, a, this was probably perfect that's amount of sugar. Yeah, right. So I hold on. Okay. No, that's that's it. That's it. No, that's fine. Didn't you ever, when you were making Kool-Aid or something, like, as you were mixing and it wasn't quite mixed, you pull the spoon out with the wet Kool-Aid powder still on it and you take a bite? Take a bite? I, like a, you or ate like a, a, just ate a lick bite it. of sugar? A little bit of, yeah, basically. Flavored sugar. I mean, it's no worse than a pixie stick. One time I made Kool-Aid and my mom used to put one cup of sugar in it, but I made it and I put two and a half cups of sugar. Because a kid at school mentioned that when he made Kool-Aid, he used two <laughs> and a half cups of sugar. And I was like, is that an option? We can add more sugar? I thought about it all night. Finally, the day came. Made Kool-Aid. Added two and a half cups of sugar. Drank my first cup. It was heaven. Yeah. My mom drank a cup, spit it out, <laughs> dumped the entire pitcher because it was too sugary. Did you, I mean, did she ask? Did she think it was a mistake? Or was she like, well, she's not getting away with these shenanigans? I think she put two and two together and realized her little <laughs> obese 12-year-old son put two and a half cups of sugar. And she put the kibosh on that, huh? Yeah. She didn't just let you enjoy it. I had one, one glorious cup. Mm. It was the best. It was the best thing I've ever drank. Ever was that <laughs> cup of Kool Aid. But would it be as good today? No, it's too. It'd be too sugary. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We followed the directions on this all sport, and you think it's too sugary. I think your, your taste changes. You get older. You don't want things that are as sugary. Well, you've said many times, like, you used to really like Skittles, but you, Skittles don't, you don't want those was anymore. my favorite candy as a kid. But now the idea of eating Skittles, it just feels so sugary. I mean, but in a bad way. In a bad way? I feel like a few... What is it? Is it... I guess what I'm asking here is, is it your taste buds or is it your, your, you know, adult consciousness that's like, this is too much sugar? No, I think it it must be something about as you get older, you don't want as much sweetness. Yeah, But is it psychological or is it biological? Because what is still... I I don't know if I agree with... Well, yes and no. Okay, so I said this the other day. I can think of lots of things from my youth that I enjoyed eating that I never eat now because it just doesn't come up. Like, I can't I can't bring myself to buy a package of, like, Sour Patch Watermelon Slices. I never, and those I were never to, my thing. I used to pound them. But never. now they're still delicious. But I'm not going to buy them. I would think maybe it's a quantity thing. <laughs> like, I can... I mean, like you were saying, a couple of Skittles would be all right. Yeah, I can't see eating a whole bag of Skittles. But it's still delicious. You would still eat a Skittle. Well, I can't just eat one. I mean, a few. You're still drinking an all-sport. Yeah. For science. I'm drinking an all-sport. It, it, it's a sugar-free, so it's not quite all-sport of my youth. No. Ah, an ice-cold bottle of all-sport. A lot of things. Oh my God! Tasted like so. That. You know, you would play a baseball game. You'd have this ice cold all sport. You play three innings in right field, and then you leave the game, and they put in the other crappy kid. And now the rest of the game, you can just drink that all sport. Oh yeah, that's nostalgia talking. Right? It's like when we used to do things as children. There was always like when we got together in groups, there was always a cooler of little hugs. Yeah, hugs were great. Yeah, they, well, I thought so too, but have you had a hug lately? I haven't had a hug since 1994. <laughs> yeah, they're just, it's colored sugar water. Or like, it. did you, were you ever at a party and like, there was a big generic gallon of just colored juice? <laughs> they, were, they weren't like illegally allowed to call it juice. It was like orange flavored drink. Uh, what? You never had that, yeah. It was like it was like a little hug, but in gallon form. Oh, you mean it was generic hug? Wasn't hug generic? No, but it wasn't. It was like a gallon of it. Oh, that's just Kool Aid that someone made. Well, yeah, or like knockoff Kool Aid, or well, not knock. I'm sure Kool Aid came after flavored drink. Like, do you want to squeeze it right now? Do you want to? No, I have. I don't even want the rest of this all sport. If I'm being <laughs> yeah. honest, well, we can throw that in the garbage. Uh, actually, that was you for know the. What? That was for the nostalgia. It is kind of refreshing. But when when okay, so do you want to? Know? I tell you what, this this. So is it a habit? It's just out of the all sport habit. I I you think broke your all sport addiction. Maybe I don't drink fruity drinks as much as I did. You know? I don't know. It's the same as it's a similar. I had had a Kool Aid since the Expos were in Montreal. I don't know what happened in the night. I haven't had I haven't had Kool Aid since I mean, Clinton was Kool-Aid president. Since then, but it's not it's not good. It's not as good as I remember. 
It's not going to hold up to the ideal, the memory. Right. Well, I'll tell you another childhood thing that came back was, uh, okay, so as a kid, um, uh, wait, was it cookie dough Twix or it was, oh, like cookies and cream yeah, Twix? Yeah, cookies and cream Twix. Yeah, so cookies and cream Twix came back. I don't, I don't remember that from the nineties. It was hands. It was like that was like hands down my favorite. Well, you like? Well, no, I love Skittles. I love Skittles, but I also loved Cookies and Cream Twix. And then they, like, came back with it, like, a year or two ago. And it didn't quite... I feel like it didn't quite taste as good, but I don't know if that's just because I was a kid and it was... That was... That's probably it. Okay. For the same reason that Hug doesn't taste as good. Well, I gotta get... Uh, we gotta get a Hug now, it, too, was apparently. Was it, like, real sugar then and it's corn syrup now? I don't know. You know... No, Twix... You know what, Twix... Twix screws around with their recipes, and let me tell mm. you why. I used to love peanut butter Twix, mm. and they still have those, but you go get one now, they're not the same. Yeah, the cookies and cream Twix was not quite I don't know. the same. I don't know what they're doing over at the Twix factory, but something's fishy, I'll tell you that much. Oh. But how often do you get a candy bar, even? But that's because you're an adult. Well, I think, <laughs> I think I'd rather eat a protein bar than a candy bar but not for the taste or is it for the taste i don't i mean like like a cliff builders bar tastes amazing Cliff's builders bar tastes those are, pretty those good are but really that's good that's a, or even just a regular cliff bar that's like a protein bar the way that trail mix is good for a hike you know <laughs> like yeah if you're really fit and burning five thousand calories on your hike then the trail mix is probably doing something. You got your sugars and your fats. But if you're just sitting on the couch eating trail mix, what you have is candy. You're eating a bag of candy. I like the ones that have the little white yogurt. Oh, the things. little yogurt pieces? Yeah. Those are good. Those are really good. Remember the time you and me and Jill ate an entire bag of Archer's Farm trail mix in an hour? Anyway, the point there, is, <laughs> there about. was this, uh, this was before we met, because if you had been in my life, you would have taken part of this as well. Like, Ooh. the whole family realized Ooh. at the same time that none of us can control ourselves over this, um, it was a kind of Chex Mix. Oh, is it, it like, like Muddy Buddies? Like, yeah, uh, it was you like, love Muddy Buddies. Wait, was that what it was? It was like a Chex Mix. Yeah, Muddy Buddies are a Chex Mix, but it's got, like, stuff inside. This was Chex Mix. Yeah, it is Chex Mix. It's made by Chex Mix. Chex Mix Money Buddies. Google it. I know snacks. And frankly, I'm insulted that you think I don't. I don't... But yeah, not everything... Okay, so some Was it Honey Nut? Was it this Honey Nut Maybe. Chex Mix with the, with the little honey bun thing? I don't know. I think that's some what it was. Things, some things work the other way, though. Like this. Like, I bet you would still like that Chex Mix if you ate it now, right? Well, this was only like 10 years ago. This wasn't as a kid. <laughs> so this, was was like a right this was like right okay, before different, we met, Different I example. Say. I grew up on just real, regular Pepsi. And then when I was 19, I started like trying to eat better. And I lost a bunch of weight. And part of that, one of the first things I did was switch to diet pop. 
And then I found out it was just I was you like I once I got used to it. Now I think regular pop is gross. It tastes syrupy. I feel like you've said this on the podcast before. I've said this on the podcast before, but I you feel like but it. you disagree. Well, it fits. It's relevant right now. No, that's fine. I'm just you making disagree. you aware. I'm making you our audience aware if they're at home. That we know <laughs> they're still they're still talking about regular pop. You but you still like regular pop. Um, I drink diet. But right, no, I like. Diet, I'm liking the, you, the like these zero flavor because so they're so they're coming out. They're phasing out diet and they're and no, every pop. Quit saying that because it makes me scared. Every I pop is like, coming out with zero. Instead of like using the, the word zero. diet, they're using the word zero. I don't like it because it tastes too much like regular. Oh, diet. Or, uh, the point is, you like it because it does taste. Yeah, like Dr regular. Pepper Zero. And you're not the finally only one. Finally, tastes like old Dr Pepper used to take. You're taste not the to me. only one I've met who is like this like i know other people who they they will drink diet but they'll also drink regular i don't get that it's like diet is the you know i don't drink regular pop no you don't drink regular but you like it you like it better yeah well i like the zero is what i like i like coke what is wrong about what is untrue about what i'm saying (laughs) Is it that you have such a psychological block against just saying I like, I like regular pop better. I think it tastes better. No, I'm saying I like Coke Zero okay. better than Coke or Diet Coke. Okay, you like Coke Zero better than regular Coke. Yeah. The taste. Yes. Why? Dunno. Because it's got to be. It's somewhere in between. Because I've had a Coke Zero. I don't, it's a little too syrupy for me, but it's not regular. Like, I could tell the difference between a Coke Zero and a regular. What? Nothing. So. I was seeing how long we've been talking about food. <laughs> and it felt like it a long time. It always comes back to food. It always comes back to food. So, some things, right, when you're a kid, it's weird. Because some things you don't eat anymore because you know it's, you just can't justify it. What was the greatest eating moment of your childhood? Oh, like I could pick one. <laughs> Why? Are you thinking of one for yourself? No, and I'm trying to make this universal because, you know, people listening aren't going to know, like, it is... like, a local pizza place. Oh, I you know, okay. So it's kind of like... I think the experience. Well, I think I'm just, the experience yeah, I'm just, I'm is just... universal where you try something from your childhood and you're like, ew, this was gr- Why would I settle for this? then other things are like yes this is this is delicious but you didn't know what sky you didn't know what sky bar was i know now i mean i'm not it's weird because i would have i don't know i like variety but yeah it wasn't it wasn't my thing now i just want chocolate what are are we doing here (laughs) well that's what we have we keep i keep atkins bars in the house we don't really keep like right now Right now, no, because they'd be chewing into the microphone. Oh, I have an Atkins bar in the freezer right now. This is this is a pro life tip. You put one of the. It's actually a knockoff. It's an Equate. I mean, I have that regular too, but this is an Equate caramel caramel nut. I think it tastes like kind of like a Snickers. So I'm doing an experiment. I put it in the freezer. I want to see if it tastes as good as a frozen Snickers or close to it. So I got that going on later. How about you? This is a great story. <laughs> when do you plan on doing this? Are you waiting till I leave? Tonight, probably. Wait until I leave. Not going anywhere. I'm not doing comedy tonight, but are you waiting for a day? Yeah. No, I'm going to probably eat it tonight. I we'll leave see. and do Maybe comedy as soon as the door slabs, <laughs> slams. 
Why do, Why can't I eat a chocolate Snickers in front of you? No, I just thought maybe this was like, <laughs> like some... Like a commercial from the 90s. <laughs> like, where the, the wife mom hides in a closet eating her chips. I'll just eat the chips. <laughs> Let's have one episode where we don't reminisce about the 90s. Do we always do that? I, do, I feel like... But that's part of our generation because the 90s hmm. is our entire childhood. So we would have turned six wow. in the year 1990. You're aging and us. We, and we would have turned 16 in the year 2000, meaning the 90s was basically the meat of that, our childhood. No, I mean, the, our, our very formative years were in the, the latter half of the 80s. Yeah, but you we have less memories of the but 80s. But I have memories of the 80s. Not many. I have. You're just like, we'll just throw those first. You can't name ten memories from I the 80s. I absolutely can. Let's go. I absolutely. They're not interesting. Well, rattle them off real fast. Okay, I remember looking up at my mom and asking her uh, who was the president. That's she memory said one. Ronald Reagan. Okay, and memory two. I was two. like, oh, that's cool. It didn't mean anything to me at the time. Um, once I wanted to see, not run away from home, but I wanted to see how far I could get. Away from the house. Great. Memory three. Sort of stri- so I'm not done. I packed oh. some hot dogs in a little Mickey, Minnie Mouse lunchbox. <laughs> I did not make it uncooked? very far. No. Well, I used to eat uncooked hot dogs, so maybe. Wait. They probably were uncooked now that I think about it. Yes. What? You used to eat uncooked hot dogs? Yeah. I don't know. I like them. My mother is listening and she's having... They're, well, they're already cooked. They're not... Hot dogs are not raw. They're like bacon. Wait. They come, they're so pre-cooked. The- so it wasn't uncooked. No, it wasn't uncooked. It was, it was like unheated. Yeah, unheated hot dogs. Does that make okay. you feel better? All right. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not a hot dog. It wasn't dog. raw meat. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it was. What? It was the 80s. Okay. It was, so okay. All right. All okay. Right. Um. Oh, but I made it. Uh, like in this story, I get just far enough. My brother's bus happened to be coming in. I must not have been in school yet. <laughs> what was I doing outside alone? <laughs> my brother's bus was coming in. And the bus driver saw me kind of walking away from the house and she opened, like, she must have recognized me. She opened the door and she was like, you want to ride back? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, wow, I was not, that was it really... was not my goal to run away from home. It was just my goal to see how far I could get. And you got not far. Isn't that weird? I got pretty far. I got to the, we lived in uh, Woodridge Circle. It was a circle. And I got to the end of the circle. You remember when, like... That's probably how the dog feels now. That's how Mocha feels now about leaving the house. There's like the edge of her world. Yeah, Mocha is... doesn't take a walk though. She's the driveway the only dog. is the edge of her world. That's She's the only saying. dog in the history of dogs who won't take a walk. Like so... you pick her up, put her on a leash, put her at the end of the driveway, and then she looks back at you like, what What are we doing here? And you're like, yeah. walk down the street. And she just looks at you like, why would I do that? Why so would I go for a walk? Woodridge Circle was like... The edge of my world. It was really, it was really dark and scary outside of. All right, memory three. What's your third memory? Oh, okay. Um, oh, we used to live in this house. This was a different house, but it was like a part, an apartment or a townhouse, kind of built into a hill. And so the back window where my bedroom was, this is a little creepy and jumping. I'm thinking it through, but it had like, it was up against the ground. So sometimes, instead of walking all the way around, I would knock on the window and my mom would come open the window and pull me down into the room, like to get a popsicle or something. <laughs> so, in hindsight, it's probably not the, not the safest. 
All right. That, what are you going to do? The point is, I remember a lot of the 80s. All right. I guess we don't need... I don't... I remember when Shot Through the Heart was on the radio all the time. It must you have been You remember new. that? Yeah. When did it come out? I'm looking it up. You talked to... Well, we'll just edit out while I look it up. We'll edit out the part where you're looking at. Bon. Bon. Jovi. Shot. <laughs> WWW. Shot Through the Heart. Song by Bon Jovi. No, this is from the year 1984. You do oh, not yeah, remember no, being born. No, I don't born. remember that. I was clearly a, I was clearly older. Well, this is 19. It must have just been my. It, says, it just. It was probably like the whatever. Five. Now this is 85. Whatever Delilah is now, like from the. They were probably playing like hits is, from the 70s, 80s, and today. Well, maybe that's when it was redone. I don't know. No, I was older than that. I was at least three, maybe four. It's called it You Give my... Love a Bad Name. Oh, yeah, I know that, actually. My Aunt Pat uh, liked it a lot, so. I also remember, uh... Uh, oh, I know here this we, Here we are, ready? here we are. What? Shot Through the Heart it is a different Bon Jovi song from 1984. Not to be confused with You Give Love a Bad Name, which uh, has the lyrics, Shot oh, Through the Heart. Oh, so Shot Through the Heart was like a callback. In the beginning, he was like, Shot Through the Heart, yeah. Originally written for Bonnie Tyler. Ooh. And the title was If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man? That doesn't sound right. You do mean the original song, Shot Through the Heart? No. The You Give Love a Bad Name was originally written for Bonnie Tyler under the title If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man. Well, I want to hear that. You were a woman. I want to hear that version. And I was a man. Really? Really? Looking up the. We're spilling the man. tea on Bon Jovi in the 80s. Um, yeah, I, the point is, I remember a lot about the 80s. I don't know what you were doing in the 80s that you just can't remember it. I have a lot of memories of the 80s. I'll tell you my first memory of life. Have I told you that before? What? Well, how do you know it's your first memory of life? It's the first thing I can remember. But how do you know it just didn't get all jumbled up? Because I have memories from possible. When, when I I have memories from when I had to be three, and I know that I can place it because of like the time and the events. But are there other memories that are okay. earlier? I have two later, you know? early memories. Okay. One of them is listening to music with my parents and dancing, and I really wanted to hear the song The Monster Mash. And I was like, <laughs> why won't The Monster Mash come on the radio? I really, really want to hear it on the radio. And then it came on the radio. Ooh. Was yeah. it around October? Great question. Probably. It's probably it, what made you think of The Monster Mash. It was probably June. You were probably so young that the guy on the radio, the DJ, was probably like, coming up after this commercial, The Monster Mash. And you thought... The Monster Mash. That's a really good song. Man, it's been a long time. You know what? I'd love to hear the Monster Mash right now. It's been an hour <laughs> since came... I heard the Monster Mash. <laughs> and it came on. My parents probably had to call the radio magic. station and be like, I know it's June, but he wants to hear the Monster Mash. Please. There's no they might have done YouTube it hasn't people, been people invented used to yet. Do Please play. For kids, you used to have know? to wait for a song to be played. I know. I tried calling a radio station once and requesting a song, and it was probably an inappropriate song for them to play. And you want to know what song I requested? What year was this? Um, we were in Virginia. It's probably around 93, 94. 93. You called. 93 or 94. And you requested Ace of Bass. No. Do you even know me? Meatloaf. 
No. You said, I would like to hear and eat meatloaf. No. I called and requested, how am I supposed to live without you? What is that? uh, Brian Adams? No. Michael Bolton? Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Michael Bolton. Also the song that Zach and Kelly broke up to in uh, On Save by the Bell. Okay. Which you wouldn't know. No, Cal- Kelly is Valerie from Nine Hundred Two One Zero to me. No, that's not, that's Kelly. That's Kelly Kapowski in Beverly Hills. What's she doing there? Did she move away from Bayside. My uh, other my other first memory of life is my mom leaving the home and my dad pretending that we were gonna like my dad pretending to celebrate and like throw a party that my mom had left. The joke <laughs> the joke was that my mom was finally out of the house and we were gonna go crazy. <laughs> Did you go crazy? I don't know. Probably jumped on the couch. Really? I, don't I can't. Know. I can't imagine I don't know. your dad jumping on the couch. I don't know. That's my first two memories of, my, of life. That's funny. Did you did you buy into it as a kid? Were you like, yeah? I don't know, but I I think I actually uh, the monster mash thing. I, I I tried to do that once as a bit because I was trying to do a joke about how um, I read once that your very first memory of life colors your worldview you know what i mean like it's like whatever your first memory of life is it's kind of like a symbol for your worldview see i just don't buy into like i don't know that i buy it either no no no, not this whole philosophy i mean there's something symbolic about it probably but how do you how do you distinguish what is your first memory of life that's all i told you it's one of those two memories so i don't anyways the monster mash story is a story of wanting something and getting it so what does that say about you? It says that my worldview is I want things and I get them. I should get them immediately. It says that I, I it's, it's, ta- it's, tra- it's like, I think dreams Your come true. Your worldview is, uh. My worldview yeah, is, well, I you think. Didn't, you didn't have to work for it or anything. Yeah, but the exactly. Bash, you think you yes. just, you get immediate gratification. Yes. Does this, is this not you me? You should get immediate I gratification. I want things and expect them to just come to me. Just and they manifest. Right, and they don't. and I got get, it. Right, so this is, you, you get know. get mad. Yeah. Like. Uh, the monster mash did yeah i don't want to work like i want like oh i want to why can't i win the lottery why can't yeah things just what if come you what me. if you get one wish in life and you use yourself on the monster mash? <laughs> you get that to heaven it. and god's like every human gets one wish let's let's see how you use yours okay the monster mash why would i have used my wish so early well really i mean you give i was working you give people one wish they're gonna use them up in childhood very early anyways anyways once i asked when rowan my niece was really little i asked her if she had three wishes she was probably four i don't know Asked if she had three wishes, what would she wish for? And she immediately said, a balloon. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's amazing. I love it. Great. Says a lot of things. Uh, and then I asked what she would, what else she would wish for. And she said, eh, I don't know. Like, she didn't want anything <laughs> else. It was just a balloon. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Let's talk about something else. Okay. I don't want this to be the 90s reminiscence hour. It doesn't have to be the 90s. We're talking about nostalgia in general. I feel like it comes up a lot, though. I feel the like 90s? Yeah, I just feel like well, too much. Know. Well, too I was much. talking about the 80s. And then we, were oh. about, then we were talking about memory. Speaking of the 90s. 
how reliable that sucker That is. Fear Street movie sucked oh, balls. Oh, it was so bad. Well, okay. It balls. was really, I was very disappointed. Disappointing is the word Garbage. I I'm cutting out everyone in my life so who liked let's that movie. Start... Oh, God. So. Okay. Well, I haven't decided. No, I wouldn't say I liked it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Okay, so we watched Fear Street. We only watched the first two on Netflix. But, and we're going to watch the last one tonight. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, we're gonna. I'll half watch it. We have to finish it, but what I we were put off by it because we were expecting Fear Street. It's nostalgic for those of us who were alive in the R.L. Stein era during the triumphant era of R.L. Stein. There's something kind of nostalgic about it, and so we were hoping to go into, you know, you get a little bit of horror, you get a little bit of nostalgia. You know, you're expecting a certain something from Fear Street. Yeah. And then it really didn't deliver. It's like they pasted Fear Street on top of a not awesome Right. They made movie. a slasher movie and just put R.L. Stein's name on it. The first if one If you want to make a slasher movie, cool. But don't act like it's an R.L. Stein movie. Because yeah. R.L. Stein was not slasher flick. I have a couple. He was not generic, sexualized... It was it way was, too sexual, yeah. and and the swear, like the swear, it was not. It was. It should have been PG. In fairness, I, I never read Fear, Fear Street. Street. I read okay. Goosebumps as a kid. So I did read Fear Street, but although they were a little, I think they were a little older. I think Fear I Street may have read one. Fear, Fear Street, Street came first, and Goosebumps were for a slightly younger audience. I think Fear Street is more of like a like a YA teenage kind of a thing. And then Goosebumps was a little bit younger. You're you're like ten to thirteen range. Yeah, I yesterday I was uh, Tim Wolf, another Fear comedian, and I rode to a comedy show, and he was reading. All, he read like the title of every Goosebump book, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, I like that one." Just eh, for, did you ask was... him to, or was he? Did, no, we were talking did about. Did he just get in? Like, man, I just read Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Have you heard of these books? Say cheese and die. <laughs> no, we were talking about the Fear Street movie. He kind of liked it, but didn't uh, love Phantom it. Phantom of the Auditorium? Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Right. Yeah, it the was really good. comic so, book one. Anyways, the point is, we were talking about what age you age out of Goosebumps. Because there was oh. one that he was like, oh, this was one of my favorites. And because I'm a few years older than him, I'm like, oh, I think I stopped yeah. reading at that point. Probably 14 so, is my I was thinking 13, it was slightly 14. younger. It might even Do be thir- 12, 13. 12, 13. I don't, I, you know what? I'd have to read a Goosebumps book to, like now. Let's read a Goosebumps book now. Uh, are you looking at our show? how old. Yeah. Did we did we bring those Goosebumps books? There's home? three of them. Okay. So we're going to read a Goosebumps. I, I loved, after regular Goosebumps, the, the heyday of Goosebumps, came like uh, um, uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps. And I, I was really into Carnival of Terror. What's it called? A Carnival of Horror. I can't remember. One of those. Um, that was the last Goosebumps book I read. And I read it like three times. It was awesome. Everybody should read it. Chapter one. <laughs> I'm scared, Eddie said. I shivered and zipped my coat up to my chin. Eddie, this was your idea, I told my brother. I didn't beg and plead to see the Terror Tower. You did. He raised his brown eyes to the tower. A strong gust of wind fluttered his dark brown hair. I have a strange feeling about it, Sue. 
bad feeling. R.L. Stein setting the mood. I made a disgusted. We're reading this whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah, let's kick back, you guys. Go get your fa- Go get a big frothy cup of all sport, because we're about to. Because <laughs> we're about to <laughs> relax with some nineties and stuff. This is. See, this would be better than uh, the Fear Street movie. I said this then, and I'll say I said this during the movie, and I, it bears repeating for everybody out there listening. The problem, one of the biggest problems I had, and we looked up reviews, because that's what you do when you don't like something. We look up reviews to make sure other people hated it, too. So, so one of my, one of the biggest problems was the, they didn't get the 90s right. Okay, let's, right? we're so, jumping around. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Fear Street movie. We are. Or the Fear Street movies. Um, but, wait, I got lost. What, <laughs> okay. No, you talked about the reviews. Well, I was just saying that we said during, and the reviews agreed, that they so didn't get the 90s right. Here's what's interesting. It was like a bunch of uh, Gen Zers. Just, it was like, I said it was like when you go to college, like when we went to college and they had a freshman like orientation getting to know you, one of the nights would be like 80s night. Uh-huh. It was like a bunch of kids today had a 90s night. And that's what they think the 90s were like. Okay, I agree. So here's what's interesting. I read, I went to IMDb and I clicked on the reviews for Fear Street 94. I scrolled through, not joking, about 150 reviews. (laughs) 140 of them were negative. Yeah. It was negative review after negative. I would have been like, yes, yes, yes. Everyone agrees with me. I went on Reddit and. On Reddit, a lot of people were saying they liked it. Uh, and Reddit skews younger. Yeah, I think. that's why. So I think I think the reason that people hated it is because because they put 1994 in the title and because yeah, it was R.L. Stein. Yeah. And then it wasn't anything like they You're didn't care about the 90s. Like, you come, you make an R.L. Stein movie. With 1994 in the title, those of us who were alive in 1994 reading R.L. Stein are going to be like, sweet, let's totally watch that. It's going to be awesome. And then you, I mean, you watch and it's nothing. You're going in there in large part for the nostalgia. And we did not get that. In fact, I feel like it was pretty insulting to those of us who, who came in, at least partly, as fans of R.L. Stein because it was like they just pasted it on there. And the decade, too. They just pasted the decade on there. You said, and you were right, there like the music didn't mean anything to the story. It was just no, like... No, it was just plastered on there. Yeah, I love like, the... Look, look, it's the 90s. I love a good use of a pop song yeah. in a movie, but they used it... Um, they just... Threw it on there. Yeah. There was no touch. The movie had no touch. There was it no. It had no love for the nineties. No the same way that Stranger Things loved yeah. the eighties. Yes, Stranger and, Things is good because it loves the eighties, yeah. and because I mean it's a well-written story too, or at least most movies. Now, but this was just yeah, basically a horror movie, and they they should have cut out. They should have made it PG. You don't want to go into something that you appreciated, that you liked, that speaks to your childhood. And then have it be kind of like bastardized, right? Like they just, they're throwing around all all the bombs, the F-bombs, the C-bombs, the, the S-bombs, <laughs> kickback, the B-bombs. 
Let's get out. The D-bums. Let's get out of here, I cried. The H-bums. I never want to see this tower again. I'm starving, Eddie exclaimed. <laughs> I suddenly realized I was starving, too. Shall I perform a food spell, Mr. Morgan suggested? Wait a minute, you're reading the egg. Eddie and I you each let a large Spoiler grow. alert. Spoiler alert. I've had enough spells. There's a twist in this one. <laughs> you can't ruin the twist in the Night of Terror Tower. Fine. You can't ruin the t- the end of the Cuckoo Clock of Doom either. Or that. You can't. They're, they all have excellent twists. You have to at least say spoiler alert. Oh, let me say one thing about the use of music in a nostalgia movie. Yeah. Okay. I want to counter the crappy use of movie in Fear Street, and I want to counter it with a good use of wall-to-wall music, which is perhaps one Wait, of the- Wait, are we moving on to a new topic? Because I have one more thing to say about Fear Street. No, I'm talking about nostalgia movies and they're okay, using music. So one of the first nostalgia movies was American Graffiti. Made in 1973, set in 1962. The best movie George Lucas ever made. <laughs> I just want to say that to piss off Star Wars fans. Okay, the best movie George Lucas ever made, American Graffiti. Anyways, in the movie American Graffiti, it is wall-to-wall music from the early 60s. However, that movie (laughs) is about teenagers who drive around at night in their car. And what do you do when you drive around in your car at night as a teenager? You play music. So the wall-to-wall 60s music in American Graffiti echoed... I don't know if it used echoed right paralleled the, it worked. A, the actual it worked. experience of you it listening enhanced. to wall-to-wall music it enhanced the, the yeah. movie fear street was sense. just like we're gonna play 90 song Ran- here yeah you could have every time they played a 90 song you could have cut it out and inserted any other 90 song yeah and oh i saw also they never played sophie b hawkins and that was that was a travesty. If you love the 90s, they did play Sophie then you B. don't play. Did they? What? Oh, they played the other Sophie they, B. Hawkins song. They played Damn Wish I Was Your yeah, Lover, the no. second best Sophie B. Hawkins the second, song. The, the other, the only other Sophie B. Hawkins song. They didn't play the greatest Sophie B. Hawkins song, and possibly the greatest song of the decade, as I later. I thought you were saying the so, best song of all time. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe the great. Is it the greatest song of all time? There's a good chance. Um... But I'll say that, okay, so we both thought that the second one was better. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not but, saying we liked, I'm not saying you liked it, don't have a cow. I'm just saying we thought that it was better. But did we think that, because it's set in the 70s, and we're, we, we weren't alive in the 70s. You know, part of the reason we're judging this first movie, or we didn't, I was going to say judging it so harshly, but that's not right, because it deserves to be judged harshly. The reason we did not like it, the reason it sucked so many balls, is that it was a a movie that purported to be set in the 90s, and it was a 90s thing. It was, I mean, R.L. Stein was a 90s, like, the first Fear Street book was actually, I think, published in 89, but it was a 90s kid Mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, did we, are we brushing over stuff in the 70s? The same way that somebody born in 2001 would watch this and then post on Reddit, I love the cute boy. Like, yeah, that's a good question. Are we that? Um, because when we saw movies set in the 80s, 
you know, I mean, back in the 90s, probably someone our age then watched the movie The Wedding Singer and they were like, that's just a crappy rendition of the 80s. I actually think that the people, now I was around in the 80s, but I actually think that The Wedding Singer did a good job of, well, because The Wedding Singer loved the 80s. The Wedding Singer did love the 80s. It didn't overdo it. But it may have. Like it made fun a little bit of it. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. The Wedding Singer was also the, I think it was like the first movie to be set in the 80s. Also, it was made by people who were like, probably, you know, kind of the age they were supposed to be in the 80s. We said that that's part of the problem maybe was that it was made by, we don't actually know this. Who wrote Fear Street? Oh, you seem to think that it was you. You presented the idea that it was made by baby boomers. Is that true? Tim Wolf said it's the the wife of the guy who did Stranger Things. Oh well, I think <laughs> we know who the Reacher and the Settler are in that marriage. Is <laughs> what I'm saying, right? Like I think we know how this made it on Netflix. This this trash. I'll go ahead and say it. If I blackball had... me, blackball me in the industry. It's, it was not good. If I had a cuckoo clock of doom, I would go back in time and stop this movie oh, from being yeah. made. Oh, yeah. I'd turn that cuckoo head back and around. And the ghost next door yeah. would help me. Yeah. So. And the mutant would attack and the mummy would return and would every R.L. Stein character would come but together. But you're saying Goosebumps. Yeah, R.L. Stein to me is Goosebumps. Fear Street, he is, he is, for me too. I actually think that Fear Street was a little bit old for us. For all the complaining that we're doing right now. Fear Street was a little old for us. I read a couple of them. But they were actually just a touch racier. Like, and a touch more horrific. Mm. But not not that much. Not Here's as much. Not, not, you know, teenage girl's head going through a meat slicer. Spoiler alert. <laughs> horrific. It wasn't like that. So, I mean, they, they really didn't get the essence, I would say. Another thing is part of the problem is the reason I bring up who made it is, is she a baby boomer? Does she, is she so old that she doesn't know the difference between the 90s kid, the millennial, the elder millennial, and the Gen Zer? That's my... And that's it. That's, She's just like, whatever, kids are kids. That's my guess. My guess is this movie was made by someone who did not grow up in the 90s. Like if a 90-year-old person made a movie today about the 80s, they'd all have cell phones. Be like whatever, they're all kids. Yeah, if, if it didn't feel like our generation as kids, it was not. They did not talk the way we. They didn't even they have did the right AOL font. They didn't even have the right AOL font. So, but we did like the nerdy kid. Yeah, the that's nerdy, what, oh, the nerdy the, kid was like the, the was like said. the little chubby kid was like the only kind of likable character. Part of that was that he was the only kid. We weren't all selling drugs in the 90s. Like, none of us were salacious in the 90s. And they made it, like, weirdly, like the, the honors student was selling drugs and everybody's having sex. No, none of us were. None of us were doing it. We were all, you know, playing with our pogs and, uh, and eating pizza sandwiches. That's what. What's a pizza sandwich? I ate a lot of pizzas. You know, I haven't made a pizza sandwich in a long time. But we have a sandwich maker. You take the sandwich maker, you slap the bread in, and then you put the pizza sauce, the cheese, and the pepperoni in. This is what you think everyone was doing. Well, no, that's what I was doing. 
We were all playing with pogs, but I happened to be eating a pizza sandwich. Let me tell you something. Pizza, pizza sandwiches fueled my my pog sessions. Pizza bagels sucked. Oh, I did not think that's where you were going with that. They were fine. They're probably still fine. You got to cook them right, though. You don't want the bagel to get soggy. All right. The plan was not to talk about the 90s. Right. Remember I talked no about- No 90s, no food. <laughs> No more 90s, no more food, the rest of the episode. I'm going to scrap the next segment. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got on our list. We got 90s food. <laughs> let's talk about, uh, let's do our zoo recap. Ah, we went to the zoo. I love zoos. Well, we've brought up the, the moral dilemma of zoos before. Yeah, boring. Let's just talk about animals zoos. we like. Okay. Animal. Oh, my gosh. I think that the otter yeah. is the unsung the unsung. The otter and the sea lion. Of that. They yeah. Just, they they're love so, life. They're so fun to watch. There's also a baby hippopotamus at the Pittsburgh Zoo now. She was having a great time, so I liked her a lot. What you else? They didn't at... have the penguins. I was they. I was livid. That should be... If you show up for... Like, okay, let's all be honest. We all love the penguins. All animals are not created equal. I've never seen a penguin. Everybody... That's so sad. Everybody loves penguins. I wouldn't know. If you don't love a penguin... If you don't love penguins, there's obviously something wrong with you. Penguins are top, top three for everyone. And if you, if you say they aren't, you're lying. So if you've got a star, right? The star, the star, the star of the Pittsburgh Zoo is the penguin. And we go there and the penguin exhibit is shut down? Like, put that out front so people don't get disappointed. Put a sign out. So sorry, the penguins are on ice, <laughs> or whatever. Like, so Wait, why just... is an animal exhibit closed? Like the animals, they weren't cleaning they get, it. They getting washed? You washing a penguin? I don't know. That's a good question. Do they hibernate in the summer? Oh my god! I hope it wasn't a penguin tragedy. Like all the penguins had to go back to the North Pole for a funeral. Like what? Do we... <laughs> Why are the penguins not here? It's why I came. A penguin funeral? Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. What do we... Look. I'm just saying. Look, okay. Well... It's probably something out of my control. I'm not a zoologist. It's probably something out of their control. It has to be. Because otherwise, why would they do this? Maybe they walked but away. All the penguins escaped. That's... I like that story the best. Actually, like, all the penguins got together, made a penguin chain... And just flippity flopped right over the, right, right out of the exhibit. One of the penguins pretended to break his his leg. <laughs> the zookeeper came in. They have this elaborate like, Charlie, thing. Charlie, what's going on? Another penguin pushes that penguin into the water. Pushes the zookeeper into the water. The hippo they stands up. For it. The hippo carries them to. They slide down an elephant. And it turns out this whole time the penguins could fly. Long game. They've been faking it. They fly away with the hippopotamus. It takes all of them to lift her. Penguins can't fly? No, penguins can't fly. I wouldn't know. I've never seen a penguin. So they say. 
Anyway, this would have been the first day you saw a penguin in real life, which is tragic. I don't know how you grow up in Ohio where SeaWorld used to be. I've been to SeaWorld. So you've probably seen a penguin. You think I saw a penguin and can't remember seeing that a penguin? That seems unlikely. I feel like you would remember it. It's a great experience. But the point is they didn't have any penguins. It's pretty upsetting. So where were we? Well, I said Zoom But other than that, we had a great time. I love otters. Nobody ever talks about the otters, but I love them. They were big. The otters at the Pittsburgh Zoo are big. They've got a good, mir- a good the, meerkat exhibit, the... too. You get to crawl inside, stick your head up out of the meerkat hole. Yeah, the meerkats were better at Disney, though. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, if but... you don't want to pay the Disney World prices to see, to see a meerkat. Definitely go to the Pittsburgh Zoo. It's good. It's a good zoo. Mm. So crowded, though. I don't know what all those... I, mm. Well, we had free tickets, and they were only available on a Saturday. I would never go on a Saturday no. to a zoo. Too many kids. you got to take the day off of work. Rancid, you gotta go. gross you children. Gotta... Rancid, gross children? Well, how would you describe children? Children are great. It's the, it's, if there's a problem, it's adults that are the problem. Okay, well. Children are all id. It's it's an adult's job to wrangle them in. And if they're not doing their job, then, you know, it can be be, uh, frustrating Hmm. for the public at large. Hmm. Do you have anything else you want to say about zoos? Um, Unpack our zoo trip. Mm, I like, uh, well, you're not allowed to pet the, there's a, well, there's not like a petting. There was a, in the aquarium, you can stick your hand in and yeah, the stingray I mean, comes like, over, you can touch it. Some I've of the, some of the other ones we went to, you could pet. You're talking about small time things. Well, like, no, you could, at the zoo, if the alpacas came close enough and the kangaroos came close enough, you could pet them. Mm. But they didn't. They didn't care. They weren't having it. Alright. It sounds like we didn't have a nice time at the zoo, but we really did. No, we had a, we had a fun time at the zoo. I've just been airing my zoo grievances. Well, at first it was really crowded, and I was like, <clears> I'm <throat> not digging this. But then as we went, we walked. It was like, as soon as we got past the food area, it was like all the other families had like crapped they out. Stopped. And they didn't get to pass that. Also, By the time we got to the sea lions, there weren't as many people, and I was having fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Love looking at animals. Big fan. You're looking at an animal right now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about comedy. Oh, yeah, comedy. Is that still around? <laughs> you want to give me feedback on a, jo- on a joke? Yeah, I'll give you feedback on a joke. All right. I'll give you a, I'm a little on the spot. What if I have more notes later? This is just my initial reaction. I mean, give me more notes later. It's All not right. like... But then our listeners won't be able to hear my excellent feedback. I'll just be like, those jokes could be funnier. Okay. <laughs> Please say that. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> this is my joke about uh, growing up in the 90s. 
<laughs> I'm just I kidding. get it. I'm I get kidding. it. I see what you did there. Okay. My fingers are stained from all sport. Oh my god. <laughs> my... Is it bringing back any memories? No. How, how I did you do that? I didn't get stained. In... Where? What do you do? How are you drinking? I watched you drink. How'd you get all sport all over your hands? I don't know. This is amazing. I don't know why there's like all the sport on my hand. the worst magic drink of all time. All right. It's just your thumbs. <laughs> I know. It looks like I had to do a thumbprint. Were you? Okay. Look. Well, you can wash your hands later. All right. This is my joke about candles. Oh, well, spoiler alert. I've been trying to get this joke to work. And, and it's not, or it is? Uh, it was working a little bit, and then it seems to have <clears throat> died on the vine. <clears throat> like, okay. the vast, last few times I performed it. Actually, yesterday, I started to do this joke, and as I did the beginning of it, I could feel people tuning out and people looking at their phones. That's and I, weird. I was so you like, lost them ah. right from the beginning. Yeah, I was, okay. like, this joke, it was working for a little bit. Should I get a notepad? What have I, I don't know, what I guess. I brilliant thoughts? Hand me a piece of paper. Make sure the pen works. Okay. Looks like. As it you, works. Okay. It works. I'm just reading the back of the goose of the ghost next door. I remember how that one Hannah's, ends. Hannah's, yeah. It's well, a real, it's a real thinker. Well, the sixth up, sense ripped keep you this up at book night. off. It's, well, that's, you just told everybody <laughs> how it ends. It did. I watched it The did. Sixth Sense and I said, that's the Goosebumps book number 10, The Ghost Next Door. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. okay. Candle joke. It's my joke about candle candles. Joke. Let's do it. Okay. I'll tell you one thing I like about being married is there are scented candles in my house. Never owned a scented candle before living with a woman. Now they're in my house and I like it. I don't even see them being purchased. They just appear in the nightstand. <laughs> candles have had a weird journey. We used to use candles to see, and now we use candles to smell. <laughs> candles pulled a switcheroo within the five senses. That's the greatest rebranding in history. Candles called a meeting in 1870, and they were like, listen, we need to talk about light bulbs. <laughs> Summer breeze. 
$29.99. I don't know. I, uh, I, I already told you guys, though, that I, uh, we buy off-brand stuff. So when my wife, when we get candles, we get them from places like Gabe's and Marshall's. And those candles, the, the names aren't as good. There was a candle called Midnight. Like, not a scent. First of all. Second of all, midnight smells like different things at different points in your life. <laughs> in college, midnight smells like your roommate's uh, vomit <laughs> and the expired condom you haven't used all semester. I'm 37, and 37 midnight smells like the pillow I put behind my back. There was a candle called Lava. You know, when you uh, want your house to smell like molten rock. <laughs> this would be the one that you would pick. Uh, I don't believe that they figured out what Lava smelled like. I think they were like, take the firewood candle and add cherry to it. <laughs> like, I just really want to be by a volcano when it's about to blow. And everyone's like, we gotta get out of here. And I'm like, hold on a second. I'm gonna go smell the volcano. Let's see if that candle is bullcrap or not. All right, I'm done talking about candles. I All right, so that was my candle joke. I actually think those. That I've joke. never heard that before. Um, I've heard I've heard many of your jokes. You haven't seen me perform many, in many a long time. Jokes. Well, that's true, but it's also last been, time you saw it's me been perform. a long time. Well, I didn't know you had news. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I, I'm not asking you to see me perform, um, but when was the last time you saw me before COVID? Probably. Oh, yeah, it was that, probably. um, that, oh, I didn't have a good set that night. You and your family came to the, the, was it the Hermitage, the Sharon, uh, the Menacore show. The Chris at Christmas time? I can't. No, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was. I've seen you since then. I didn't have a good set that night. Anyways, okay. I've seen you since then. But I. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a we, look when you're married to a, to a stand up. Again. <laughs> again. Not only, not only. I mean, you go the first few times and you're like, that's the that's I heard. Yep, that's it. Whatever. Still, still good. Still love ya. Whenever I see a comedian <laughs> bring his girlfriend consistently to an open mic, I'm like, new comedian or yeah. new relationship. Oh, yeah, there's a, for sure. There's a formula where it's like years together times years doing comedy. I like, well, my my family asks me this all the time. Like, when's Jason Nick performing next? Do you go to watch? I'm like, look, I have, I, I enjoy watching him now and then, but I have an all-access pass. <laughs> to this 24 hours a day seven days a week right like you think was it bonnie tyler went to see john bon jovi perform every time Were bonnie tyler was and bonnie john tyler? bon jovi what did you married? say earlier no no a bon no. jovi song was written for bonnie tyler well that's what i'm saying oh wait you mean for her to sing yeah i thought you meant a, <laughs> I oh. a bonnie tyler gave love a bad name i thought we were sp- <laughs> we were we we're laying down some hot goss. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see. Okay. The so, Bon in Jovi is, is for Bonnie. <gasps> okay. That's not true. But the point is, I often, like, I can tell when you're trying out a bit. 
on me. No, I don't usually you do, do that. You do what you do. I don't usually do, do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. Waffles are funny, huh? Like, I'm just, it's 8 a.m. Let me. Like, what are you, you trying to get the syrup in all the little squares? Uh, so it has been a while. So maybe uh, you got fresh, you got fresh stuff. Maybe it's time for me to come see you. No, I haven't heard that joke before. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really, I think it's really good. I think it's, I think it's one of the best jokes. Well, it's been dying on. on the vine lately. That's what, but the clip you just played, the audience really liked it. Well, it I, had a lot going, like there were laughs. I do want to say know, that the like, clip I just played for you is what is known in the biz as a hot audience right well that was clear too. so yeah I mean, it was a hot stuff, audience it was but it was also when clear. you stumble you over your words and they laugh at that it's a it's a hot audience yeah this so is it, kind of the um you can tell though that this is a joke that requires the momentum so if you don't have them very early on it's it, it's not gonna hit uh what do you mean well, it's a joke that you don't i mean it like you almost need the uh, the you know each piece to work for yeah. the next piece to work. Yeah, it's hard to bring them back oh. around in the middle of of a joke like this. It's a joke that if you've got momentum, it helps, and if you don't, it hurts. Mm. And you just might not have had a good audience. I mean, it's not. I've started writing stuff down a couple of times, and then I erased it. I was like, no, that's not a thing. Um, the only thing I would the only thing I can recommend off the cuff is you're, you've got a whole bit in the middle there about age, midnight smelling different at different ages. That's a tricky you part can, of the joke. That's, that's, I, can't, I feel I like I can, can't nail that part of the joke, actually. I mean, I think you can push that. Yeah, you can do a lot more with that. Yeah. Well, first of all, you only had two. You need three. You thought, think I need three? Were, well, yeah, that's the magic number of comedy. I thought you were a professional. Wow. Everybody. I feel like three is too much. Th- no, you need a third. Also, you didn't even, you cut it short. It felt like you were uncomfortable with that part. You were like, I'm 37. It smells like, man, it smells like the pillow I put under my back. But you have to explain, I put it under my back because it's been hurting since I'm like 30. Or you have to explain it's for support. Does it need to be explained? I think so. Oh. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you can do more with that. I'm not saying, you know, spend the next, spend 20 minutes on it. But you definitely need a third. And you need, um, and you can, yeah, do a little bit more with it. Also, my roommate's vomit is a little bit much. No, agreed, agreed, agreed. It's like. It doesn't fit with the tenor of the no, joke. No, 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 no. It's like, okay, sometimes when you do a joke, you have lines where it's like, it's almost like there is a band-aid or it's like a temporary bridge. And it's like, okay, this, this needs, this will eventually be changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just put it in there. It's like, I know that, like this is not, I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. That's not, it's not, I don't like mentioning vomit because I think vomit is gross. Yeah, it's gross. And and it's like it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't, doesn't work. It's like it's just like right. it, I mean, it was like all I had. It worked because the there was momentum and there was something kind of true about it, and we see where you're going with it. We get the idea, but that particular image, yeah, no, is agreed, too much. Agreed. So I'd find something else there. I'd add a third. I'd explain this one. 
Um, and you know, add a couple more, add a couple more showing details mm. for that. Um, and then the the other thing was the Thomas Edison, um, the the part where his wife brings, I, brings home. Yeah, I have camp. another line I, I didn't do where I, say, where I have his wife very goes. Short. I know I have another line I didn't do it in this one where his wife goes. Your electric candles are great, but they don't smell like blueberry cake donut. <laughs> I think that's better because there's no uh, build up. There's no tension building between like Thomas Edison and the and the candle. Right? It's not like you've established that he was like at war with candles. Uh-huh. So there's not well, I mean, you he? know, it kind of works, you know, but it not There's no there's nothing to really hit. Well, it's there. So I mean, I think that is better telling it from the wife's point of view. I I've been struggling to figure out how to bring it up cuz I like the idea of like Thomas Edison made light bulbs, and we don't use candles anymore to see. And then it was just funny to me that his wife would bring home a candle. Yeah, I think I agree. I think that concept is funny, but there's no tension for the punchline that you kind of, that you've got there. But you've already been talking about how they smell good. I think that works better in the flow of the joke. The idea that the okay. You invent a light bulb, but they don't smell like blueberry lemon bars. Yeah. Um. I mean, there could be... You could even throw in something about the fact... We still use candles on birthday cakes for some reason. <laughs> At the beginning. They've got, like, the smell and birthday cakes. Oh, yeah. They smell yeah. good and they grant wishes. That's it. That's oh, what granting wishes. That's what, yeah. That would be... I, I like the idea of like that, ca- like candles. It's the only thing that rebranded. Like it became obsolete yeah, and rebranded. And I was. I think that's funny. Yeah. And yeah, but I'm. I'm struggling. And true. I know it's funny. I think it's true. And I, but I'm. I don't know. I need something a little more in there. Yeah. I like we to can, um. Think on it. I like to uh. On it. I don't like for you to hear jokes of mine. When they're really in their early stages, I, I like see that. I like you to give me feedback on a joke when it's when you got a rough draft. When I got a rough draft, when it's hitting a little bit, but there's just something missing. And I don't know. This has been a joke that's kind of been annoying to me. Something. I kind of if you're stuck on something and you don't really feel like you can move forward, you just gotta. That's the time to get outside. Yeah, it's also the time to just for, just not do that joke for. A two months. Yeah, put it on the shelf. I feel like my well, natural way of writing jokes is I write a joke, it works a little bit, it stops working, I forget about it for a year, <laughs> then I come back and, and do it. I, I also think that, you know, in this discussion, we haven't really hit on the... I haven't really answered or made any suggestions for the issue that you brought up, but also, which is that it, for some reason it's not hitting, but... It's. I don't have a recording of when you when it didn't work. So maybe there's something you did there that didn't, or maybe it was the audience, or maybe there's a way to get an audience like that. But I don't. I have no idea what the conditions were when it wasn't working. I don't know. I mean, honestly, maybe a joke about candles works best with an audience that is a little bit older. That's probably I mean, true. You know, that's so a possibility. Who, what was the audience like when it what when it wasn't working? I. 
I can't really... Young? Drunk? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe... Were they laughing? What kind of stuff were they laughing at? Maybe it's that I was doing... Maybe I've just been doing this a little bit too much at like in a bar setting. Or yeah, maybe it just wasn't your audience, I mean, you know? You know. Or the... It, you know, anything. When you're doing comedy, anything can affect the P. <laughs> Whoever went before you. Yeah. You know, like... What time of the night did you go? Well, Where, you know what? I'm also I'm in? struggling a little bit to get into this joke because the way I get into the joke is I just say, "What I like about being married is there's candles in my house," and I well, really I don't I don't talk there? about candles in relationship to you. you said That's some... just my way of getting into the joke, so I can like to be honest, it's it's, it's more of an I abstract. Think... It's not a personal joke. This joke isn't you know what I mean. It's almost an observational joke. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not a confessional joke. Um, confession. Confession. The new scent. <laughs> Calvin Klein. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's abstract. I mean, it works. It's, you could punch up your character a little bit if that's what you, so you just haven't, you feel like you had them and then you lost them with this joke or you feel like they weren't really, they weren't really with it. I just feel like the last few weeks that I've been, that whenever I attempt, attempt this joke, I just feel people be like, I don't give a shit. I can feel I don't Candles. give a shit. Well, maybe that's the, you need a little more audience uh, participation. There. Anyone here like Candles? Not, yeah, basically. I mean, Lighting them, people do smelling that. People them. People do that because it works, right? I mean, you could open, you know, with make it make it more specific. You really want people to. I'm bringing bringing my teacher skills to this, right? Like, ask for more detail. Like, what's your what's your favorite scent at Bath and Body Works? What's your favorite candle at Bath and Body Works? Me? Strawberry pound cake? No, I oh. mean asking people. Oh, you know my favorite candle of all time. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the one. Wow, I thought you knew no, me. I don't know what your favorite candle. It was is. that mint one. It was like oh, mint. the mint chocolate one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, every time we went to Bath and Body Works, I'd smell the shit What's my favorite candle of all time? Um, you like the one? It's it's just called Winter. Nope. I mean, I like that one, but it's not my. Oh, favorite. that's one of your favorites. I mean, I want to have it around in the winter. It's Are you talking about the Boardwalk Cone? I do. I do like Boardwalk Vanilla. You cone. like Strawberry I Pound like, Cake? Yeah, I like all of these. What's my favorite? Ugh. You like all of them, too. They're delicious. They smell delicious. Have you ever licked a candle? Because I have. What do you... What's your favorite candle? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I mean, what's the candle? Wait, do you really not have I one? I use the... Uh, I hate you. No. I was just proving a point. What was your point? That you, just because I don't know what you think your favorite candle is right now doesn't mean that I don't know you. So you I, don't have a favorite I candle. I know you. How do you... Let's like ask if I have a favorite color. All right. Anyways. Or like a favorite candy. I'm not anyways. six. I like different things at different anyways. times. Sometimes it's midnight. Anyways. <laughs> and, I need a, and I want it to smell as such. Anyways, I just wanted your feedback on that joke because it's been a bit of a sticking point for me. 
really, I mean, the most, I like the joke. I think that the, you know, all the feedback I have is about expanding the joke, and you're okay. saying that it's not hitting. So you definitely don't want to expand the joke if you don't have them. So I, I don't know, but counter, I had, but in this particular set, it worked. So maybe it's just. Maybe when I have an, an actual captive audience that is into me, maybe that's this it. joke will work. Can't. Or maybe you can bring them in with the boy-girl stuff. I mean, really, I don't know. There's something funny about the idea of asking the, the men in the audience what their favorite candle scent is. I don't know. There could be something there. Maybe. Or you could bring, you know, you add something, expand to that. I don't know what you said right before that, because you said... Another thing I like about being married. So maybe you already did that. Maybe you already talked about living with. Mm, I don't know what a I said woman. before. That was actually that bit was so maybe the key only is, three minutes into my set. So I maybe only the did key it. is there to get them involved through being in a relationship. Yeah, I think that is the way you to know, introduce some generic the joke. Man, woman stuff. I think that is the so way to introduce the joke. Your set with that then maybe they're more involved when you get into the detail. Maybe it's too detailed for them. Or maybe it's a bunch of single 20-year-old guys. Maybe. I don't know, but you know what? If they don't have a favorite Bath and Body Works candle, that's a them problem because Mm. they smell great. Bath and Body Works candle. And I, you know, they they aren't paying me to say this. (laughs) Bath and Body Works candles are really good. They're better than than the Walmart candles. What makes a Bath and Body Works candle so much better? It, well, okay, let's start with the smell. The smells are phenomenal. Okay. They smell, again, I don't know how the, like, hot cocoa cream stuff, like, they get a cream How do you smell make a smell? It. I don't know. I don't know how most things are made. If I'm if I really step back and look at life, but the smells are phenomenal. They clearly have a, a team of crack smell scientists putting smells together. And the second thing is they um, I don't know how they do it, but the candles work really well. The smell dissipates, disseminates really well. You light the candle for a couple hours, you blow it out, you leave for hours, you come back, it still smells like hot chocolate in your apartment. I don't Trivia: know. Do we have a candle? in our house burning right now trivia for me or them for you you? for you i lit it yeah so the answer is yes yes unless you surprise (laughs) i knocked them all over like a cat (laughs) (laughs) yes how many candles do we have burning in our house oh great question two it is two Mm. What what are they smells? What are the uh, smells? Yeah, what are the smells? <laughs> and we'll leave you with that question. I don't know what smell is it. It's honeysuckle in the bedroom. And carrot cake in the living room. I thought the whole thing was called honeysuckle in the bedroom. No, it's just honeysuckle in the bedroom with the hammer. Uh, anyway, it was good. Yeah. It smells like. I'm it tired. It takes me back to my southern roots. You want to stop? You want to stop? Are we done? Um, my Allsport is gone. I drank the whole thing. You did. Good job. And are we going to throw the rest of that powder away? It tasted like, no, nah, I think I might keep it. You're going to keep it. But I'm not going to. At the beginning, you were like, too sweet. And now you're like, this could do with some sugar. You know, you know what? You know what? 
Nothing's stopping me from adding a couple more tablespoons <laughs> of sugar to this all sport. No, it's uh, it's perfect as is. It uh, takes me back to 1997. Yeah. Mm-bop, what age are you? Mm-bop, was that 97? I don't that know. Was, that was probably around 97, 98. But it was, yeah, it was almost exactly. It's weird how you knew that right off the cuff. Well, you, you say 97. You're like, I've been waiting to drop this, drop this like, Hanson knowledge on y'all. You go back in time. Pick a year. I go back in time what song is playing. Pick a year. 92. Uh, I didn't listen to new music in 92. <laughs> what song is playing in the Mall Eterno house? <laughs> Some... Connie Francis. Someday we'll be together. <laughs> Diana um, Ross. I'm, 90, I'm such a terrible singer. 99. I'm, Go. Um. <laughs> Blue da ba dee da ba da. Is that was that in the 90s? I was thinking, no, my first, you say 99, I immediately thought of uh, LFO Summer Girls. You would. You've talked about Summer Girls on this podcast before. Well, I feel like you talk about done. Summer Girls probably more than anybody else. I mean, you talk about summer new girls. Kids on the block and a bunch today, of today in 2021. You talk about summer girls more than LFO talks about summer girls. Uh, it's the summer, right? You're a girl. True. Um, you know, you get where I'm going, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew what it meant. I like connection. when I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. Like, I didn't know where I didn't know what that meant. Like where where are they stopping I by? It and it wasn't happening it to me. It rhymed with the word fly, which was very important to the late nineties. Yeah, it really was. I just I didn't know <laughs> where these fly. girls were stopping Should by. We go over and some I of the didn't know. We were there gonna, was one moment. Why are we in, talking about the nineties fe- again? Because you brought it up. There was one moment in Fear Street where the nerdy kid was like, "That's whack," and I was like. He can, you know what? No, he, they said whack in the 90s. No, I know. Comeback. That's my oh, point. Oh. Is like, first of all, that kid's never said that's whack before in his life. But second of all, he committed. And I appreciate that. No, whack is that's back. That's the only I think. moment. Right now? I think so. No. Listen, you've come to the right person. No. Oh, it can't be. Let me ask my cousin. No. She's Don't 18. Ask your cousin. I want to know if it's back. We sound like. <laughs> You know they're saying they're saying groovy again. I say all the words. I like them. Yeah. Everything from why would you throw away a perfectly good? That's a great a perfectly question. Perfectly good slang word. Things are still the bomb. They're still dope. Dope is back. And I'm, I did not. I'm here for it. Everything is dope now. Uh whack may or may not be back. We'll we'll get ask we'll ask Pip and we'll get back. Let's. I'll get back to you. Whack is back. Whack is back. Uh, I'm going to start using it in casual conversation. That's whack. That's whack. That's you whack. Should, you should, you, you should that's purposely use it in the that. wrong like situation. <laughs> like someone mentions their grandmother died and he goes, oh my God, that's whack. That's so whack. That's so whack. That's so whack. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's whack. It's just teaching. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh man, this is whack, but you guys all failed. (laughs) (laughs) I just laugh like a maniac for 10 minutes and walk out the door. Uh, What was that dumbass thing people were saying a couple years ago? You have to be more specific. You were saying that slaps. I was, yeah, I was saying that tongue in cheek. And I thought it was funny. 
hated it. And I thought that was funny to say negatively. Like, oh my god, that slaps. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that slaps. Your face looks really funny when you, when you try to be empathetic to people. <laughs> it was fake. <laughs> I just, Wait, I wish light? everybody... Just right now. I wish I could see... Oh, I wish I, everybody could see your face. I think I fake empathy because I don't have it. You being fake empathetic looks really funny. Wait, does it look obviously fake? No, I don't. You know what? I think it might be. It looks real. And I'm like, I'm not used to seeing I'm this. Sorry. Face. I'm not used to seeing this face. <laughs> yeah, try it again. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. okay. I'm going to get into the character. <clears throat> Give me something to say. Um, Empathetic? Yeah. You say something oh, to me really... to elicit empathy. <clears throat> okay. Um, oh, my gosh. My, my dog just got a divorce. <laughs> okay, that's stupid. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Say something real. Say something real. Okay, Jesus. And I'll, Jeez. And I'll respond empathetically. Jeez. All right. Um, I, I lost my job. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> How's my acting? I believe it. You thought I, I was sorry? I, I didn't you, care I that you, you lost your job. I, I, I did sorry. not care. I don't yeah. care that anyone... I don't care. You just don't. If a non-immediate family member loses their job, I don't give you a do. shit. You do. You care about other people. Nah, you not do. really. Nah. These are lies. No. Just no. stop trying to be a play the tough guy. Play the tough guy here. I'm not playing the tough guy. I don't... <laughs> I'm not playing the tough guy. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> the other podcasts end abruptly. Uh, do they? Basically, or we could come up with a we could come up with a slogan, like a, a catchphrase. I mean, a what? A catchphrase, like we're both speaking into an answering machine in in the nineties. <laughs> I don't want to think Thank about. Thank you the... for calling, Noel. Jason. And Jason. Beep. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for calling, Noel. And Jason. Please, we're not home. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. <laughs> but we could have a catchphrase. I don't want to think about the 90s ever again after this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I we, think we covered... We finally got it all out. I think we covered the whole... Decade? 90s. Well, this next episode, we'll we're be done. talking about uh, Monica Lewinsky's dress. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 